rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what's up? Hello, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. And I see you in there. I see you, Ed the First, and I see you, Haku. Hello, hello. And I see you, Garfield. All right, keep it coming. Everybody who's in um, Periscope, wherever the hell else, come on over to YouTube on, where is it? YouTube.com slash C4 channel slash RDT Daily Media. And there goes JD with a super chat. Thank you so much. Let me take this off. It's just a sh- just a jacket. Don't get excited. Take it off. I mean, people who are listening on the podcast are like, "What are you taking off?" Don't worry. It's not that. It's not that exciting. Trust me. Um, listen, listen, listen. I want to thank Brad Bannon for having me on the show today. He was he was on Leslie Marshall's show. He was hosting Leslie Marshall, Marshall's show, DC Report with Brad Bannon and Mark Grimaldi. It was great. It's bit high. The, the, okay, now. Okay, I'm talking about the audio. So now we're going from too low to too high. All right, hold on, hold on. You know what? A lot of shit's going on. One, two, three, one, two, three. I think that's a little better. I got a new audio interface. I hate to say it because, you know, we got, um, I think that other, the, the mixer that was donated, um, I, th- I don't know. I think it, I think it crapped out or something. So I really apologize to Paul Michael Bally who sent me the mixer and wrapped it up so nicely and really cared enough to send it. I don't know really what went wrong with it. You guys were listening to the show. It was incredibly, I, there was no audio. There was, no matter what I was doing, I didn't know, I don't know how to fix it. Which made me think that it was broke. So uh, I did whatever I was supposed to do but it wasn't working and i plugged in for the time being the old and old i had an old audio interface in the closet that i got rid of because it was one of these uh what's it called focus right that's one of the ones that kept crapping out so hopefully it won't do it and I believe that it kept crapping out. Remember how it would crap out and then reset the audio with reset? Excuse me. Um, I think it was because there was it was taking too much power or something. The computer wasn't giving it enough power, and every now and then it would just fizz out. The mixer has its own power cord, but all the other audio interfaces um, don't seem to have an all an external power cord which I was looking for but so hopefully the new one I've ordered won't be uh, uh you know won't suck so all right that's it that's filling you up in with the technical difficulties this 
It's part of the show. You're the, this is the brain trust over here. I couldn't do this show by myself, and it's true. We stick together, we win. All right. Yes, this is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Thank you, JD, for your super chat, and thank you, Jim, for your super chat right out of the gate. So I want to thank Brad Bannon, Bannon and Mark Rimaldi for having me on Leslie Marshall's show, DC Report with Brad Bannon, this afternoon. And we were talking about the reason I'm bringing it up. First of all, okay, before we get into the topics, I have to say that Rockfin is coming, okay? The show will soon be on Rockfin. Well, we will do a a Rockfin-only show once a week, okay? I'm thinking Friday nights. So it's another annoying, I don't know, subscription. I'm going to ask. I'm going to keep plugging. But the good thing about Rockfin is that you're you also get access to a whole bunch of other shows like who was on there. Well, Ron Placone does original content for them. Um, I think the young Turks are on there and maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I know that Graham Elwood and Jimmy Dore do original content for them. So yeah, that'll be good. It'll be, it's a good opportunity because I was, it's actually very flattering and also a good sign because they invited me to be on it. So that's good. Meaning that the show is getting some traction and getting noticed and being bundled with these other liberal talk shows will give us more exposure. So that'll be good. And Richard asks, how is Tara Jr. Jr. doing? He's doing better. A hundred percent, I'd like to say. I think 99%. Um, Whatever they got, whatever virus was brought in from the outside was no joke. These cats had no immunity to it. It's like us with the coronavirus. I'm sure it was some kind of coronavirus because they get coronaviruses, cats, as you know. And Ray, who was living on the street, I adopted him, even though he got the clean bill of health from the vet, and they didn't even have any contact for over a month. They, uh, whatever, I guess he was carrying something. The two, my two cats, my two other cats, Tara Jr. Jr. and Francis Jr. Jr. both got very sick. And it was, you know, very scary because they can't tell you what's wrong with them. And especially you guys knew, know the drama. I wasn't able to record the show that night because I was running around the city. I was being sent from, from vet to vet. Even <laughs> my regular vet sent me to the emergency vet in Queens and the emergency, emergency vet in Queens sent me to the emergency vet in Manhattan for m- more and more tests because they thought that he had a type of feline coronavirus that was deadly so thankfully it wasn't that oh my god I would have been not too good and yeah so Francis had it too but he's he's like 50% now but he's heading in the right direction oh okay that's great I'm very happy about that where we will live to fight another day together one day at a time okay 
And it makes it make it really does mean a lot to me that you guys even ask about it. And it just says that we we really are building a community here. So thank you. And we're in it together. And thank you. I see Sin City is in the chat. Thank you for your oh my god, who's calling me? Go away. You know who this is? Nothing. It's uh it's a spam call I get pro approximately every 24 hours. I think it's, is this the one that, it, oh, you know what? It's not spam. This is the Our Revolution call they, they called yesterday and said they were going to call again. There's an Our Revolution meeting going on. But no, I thought it was the spam that said that, there's a couple of spams I get that say my car is out of warranty. And then there's another one that says, that's more nefarious. It says um, there's a warrant out for my arrest. <laughs> I wish. I don't know. It's too boring in here. Um, no. Uh, thank you, Sin City. I received your your card and your uh, very generous donation to the show. And, and uh, Sin City writes, I hope this helps with the vet bill and definitely does. Glad he is feeling better. Take care and thanks for your help the last few years, my sanity especially. Well, thank you. Right back. Really. I would. Could you imagine if we didn't have each other going through this nightmare? And the nightmare, I mean, it's going to be a different kind of nightmare going forward. But it has not ended. And we'll get into it. It's only gotten, it maybe even has uh, gotten a bit more dangerous so many Nazis, so little time. Wow, that's great. I like that. I'm going to put that. I was going to say, should I put that on my tombstone? I I should take a picture, actually, of because you guys know I live by Calvary Cemetery, which is one of the oldest cemeteries in the country. And sometimes I go exploring. And there's um, there's a grave there. An old, well, obviously an old grave back from over a hundred years. They, there are graves there going back to the, um, what year? 1700s? It's very touching to me. Unfortunately, some of the graves that are really old, the tombstones are completely washed out. You can't even read their names. Some of the other tombstones are broken up in such bad shape. So it makes you sad when you think about it. that's a life that's who's right there. And it really hasn't been that long, a couple of hundred years, 300 years. And already we don't even know their, their name is gone. And there's a, um, the, I think it's the Alsop family, one of the early rich families in, uh, in Queens. And, one of the tombstones says, um, I think it's Elizabeth Alsop. She died at, and it says, um, age 22 years. You know, young person. I don't know. It always touches me. And I, because I feel like I'm taking a trip to, back in time, too, when I'm reading them or thinking about these people. The world they lived in, the, the world they saw, what, what was surrounding them. Now uh, the modern world surrounds the cemetery. But they certainly had the same feelings. They looked up at the same moon and sun. So 
the, another um, tombstone there says, I'm trying to think of it, how it, how it says it, to, to outlast the British monarchy. That's what it says. So on the, uh, underneath the guy's tombstone, it, it's basically saying, may this tombstone outlast the British monarchy. That's a guy after my own heart, really. Good for him. Kicking ass for the working class. All right. That's Ray over there. All right. <laughs> That's my saying, Sin City says. That's <laughs> got to get the Nazis. Exactly. You know what else? All right. I'm, I know I'm all over the place. But that's Terrorbuster for you. But so I was listening to a podcast called The World Wars. It's one of the podcasts I enjoy. Um, it's I I like listening to Dan Snow's History Hit, and um, there's another podcast called The Ancients. They're all kind of sister podcasts, and one of the other podcasts that they produce, Dan Snow, is called The World Wars. And it was very interesting. They were talking about the fall of France in 1940. And when this is something that we talk about here, about right-wingers, and how anti-democratic they are, and how when, throughout history, when republics fail, you, it's, not, it's not just one thing. It's usually a full-court press. And it's, also, it's always... Um, lines being crossed one at a time, but in this you you could hear it for yourself too. But in this particular podcast, a a World War II historian who just wrote a book about the fall of France in 1940, they were discussing why did France fall so quickly. Um, there were many different factors uh, because, and it was quite shocking as well to the populace and the world because France had a highly advanced military and they, so they were uh, a formidable opponent, but it wasn't just that the Germans were superior. W one of the, <laughs> the uh, things this, his, this particular historian talked about was that how it was, France was ripe for the picking because they had they had endured since World War One, the the French government was being taken taken over by the rich elites, where they were dismantling the social contract, and at that point, government in the government of France was running as an appendage of the affairs of the rich, so. On that level, psycho it was psychologically uh, a divided nation. And when the Nazis <laughs> invaded, this guy said, because, of course, um, there was this, um, it's not a fair assessment. You know, in fact, that statement from the Simpsons, the cheese-eating surrender monkeys, that's far from the truth. Over 100,000 French Soldiers lost their lives fiercely fighting the Nazis when they invaded. I mean, wouldn't you? So 
but the, but they also had the collaborators who so they it was almost like what we not almost it's like what we're seeing so these rich selfish pricks who didn't give a shit they don't care about uh liberty fraternity um what's the other one uh you know the free the three what is it liberty uh whatever i'll look it up brotherhood um and something else you know the french rallying cry of freedom and they didn't give a shit about that they care about themselves and the unholy um wealth the unholy their unholy selfish selves so they uh, not only <laughs> did um the, you know they had spent years dismantling the unity of the French social contract, but then they also undermined the resistance or any kind of opposition to the to, to the takeover by absolute by actually and absolutely collaborating with the invaders because, like we say, like we talk about on the show, they business loves fascism. And the right-wingers, by any means necessary. So they set up the Vichy regime, which was a right-wing regime. And it immediately collaborating with, with the Nazis, who were, had taken over their country. But to them, it didn't matter. You see? Because they're not, you know, like we're seeing here. Mitch McConnell, what what is the difference if uh, Mitch McConnell is, somebody like Mitch McConnell, is undermining the entire democratic experiment for the rich? That's really what it's about. Now, earlier today, uh, and, and trust me, if a, if a fascist, if a an outside entity invaded. We don't need that, of course, because we're being in, we're being invaded from the inside. But if the an outside right wing, I don't know, autocrat invaded, what do you think Mitch McConnell would do? Yeah, let me see. I think the collaborator, Jim on Periscope says, I think the collaborators wanted to make the deal with the Germans not to bomb Paris, but that's actually, this didn't come up in the, in the particular podcast that I'm talking about, but have, knowing a little bit about World War II, that's actually not true. Well, maybe it is to a degree, but the fact is that Hitler didn't want to bomb Paris. Hitler wanted Paris as the pristine jewel he wanted the photo ops he wanted to exploit that for all this the propaganda purposes if they had annihilated paris because he in his heart he was an artist so he wasn't uh yeah that's part of what i what i remember from the different my the different sources that i know about anyway not that i'm uh I'm not a expert, but yes. And their thousand-year monuments, yeah. 
Well, that's that was part of it. They didn't want to. In fact, that's really why. I don't know. That, I'm, I I can't talk about it because I'm all of the the facts are. It's kind of a blurry, so I can't really speak to why. But um, I know a little bit about it. All right. So what was I saying? Here in in our in the last days of the American Republic, it's um, it's concerning. Okay, here the reason I'm bringing it up is that, um, well, today I was on, like I was telling you guys, I was on Leslie Marshall's show with Brad Bannon and Mark Grimaldi, but before I my segment, Charlie Cook was on, and so Brad Bannon was interviewing. Charlie Cook, and they were d- discussing, and I wasn't with this, um, I wasn't in this panel, but I wish I was, frankly, but because they were discussing the, um, how the system held, all right, and that all those who, who were alarmist about uh, Twitler never leaving office, they it was they were proven wrong by the fact that the courts aren't siding with Twitler, so it's whole the system has held against this this so so far it's held, but I have to disagree. The system held by a by a hair, and they're deliberately packing the courts. So it doesn't hold. And if it held this time, it's only by dumb damn luck that it held. This is why Twitler is trying every hook and every uh, trick in the book to get to the Supreme Court. Because he's, he's, he's convinced that he's adequately corrupted the court enough that they will side in his favor, no matter the law. So now all I'm sure you've heard it on corporate media as I have them saying how the uh, how this is a, a even the Trump appointed judges are siding against him as and this is another thing that pisses me off and show it really is a sign of how how far broken we are and just that they have to continuously bring up this is a bush appointee this is a clinton appointee this is a obama appointee oh even a trump appointee sided again well if you have to break it down like that then we're already We've already corrupted the judiciary. That that you have to check. He has already been successful. They've been successful. You know, this didn't happen overnight. Twitler has already been successful in setting up this polit- these political um, lines in the sand. Oh, well, he's a... Or she is a uh, an Obama judge but this is not anything new we've heard this all along 
going back years and decades, in fact. What about Massachusetts liberals and Hollywood liberals? That's coming from George W. Bush. You know, now who's um, one of the good ones, supposedly, because why? He's not Twitler, and we have a collective amnesia that he was the absolute worst illegitimate president. He was also an illegitimate president who received fewer votes. So, but now it's... um, I guess it's like it is a collaboration between all the ex-presidents, the normal ones, well, the the somewhat normal ones who get together and they kind of tell us that, um, I uh, yes, everything's okay. It's the system, the system held. I mean, I don't know. All right, let me let me keep going because we were talking about on the last show. Wait, hold on. Richard W. says, there is over $2 trillion in corporate capital sitting on corporate books with nothing to spend it on. They need customers. Yes. Yes. R&R intelligence agencies supposed to defend the country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. What are they doing about Trump? Exactly, Richard Prince. But it's sort of like we are... They... I don't know. Okay. They have a vested interest, all all of them, Obama, Clinton, as much as they talk about how concerned they are, but they they have a vested interest in keeping up the facade or the illusion that the system has held. The system hasn't held. It never held. It hasn't held since... Since goddamn Nixon. Are you kidding me? Since Nixon committed treason, he was negotiating behind the back of the sitting president with an enemy that we were at war with to keep the war going because it would look good for his campaign and he promised them a sweeter deal if they continue to fight and how many Americans died in the interim. And we have that on tape. We have Johnson on tape telling uh, Everett Dirksen that he knows what Nixon is up to. They have it on tape that the CIA is spying on him and he better stop it because he doesn't want to get it in the campaign. That's what he said. Well, why not? You don't want to tell the American people that you're that the president, that the person that they voted for, the F, I mean, well, he wasn't president yet, but wouldn't that be something you would maybe want to know about the person you're you're considering voting for, whether he's a goddamn traitor or not? But I guess treason is all in the eyes of the beholder. And this is the problem. All of the lines that they have crossed, that they have dragged us over, while we're all still in delusion and denial. The system isn't holding, because if it held, what system? What what effing system? 
if we had a functioning system, we wouldn't have a Twitler. We wouldn't have bread lines. We wouldn't have a country where the majority is living check to check. If the system held. What system are we talking about? The, the one that's already been broken? The one that has been screwed? That screws us to the wall? The one that commodifies us and treats us like nothing but hosts from which to suck profit? From which the, the rich suck profit? And that's because that's exactly what it's about. It's not um, a grand conspiracy to inject people with microchips. It's the conspiracy as old as goddamn recorded history. Make the rich richer and pull up the, any mechanism for the people doing any, to do anything about it, uh, to, do, to stand up to their exploitation. They are eliminating every legal recourse, every civilized recourse for the American people, the, one, the ones who are on the wrong side of Reaganomics now, which is the majority, 80% of us. If you're living check to check, I'm sorry, you're not in the middle class. There is no middle class. The middle class is now below 50% of the population. That used to be having a middle class, a majority of the population that was the middle class, considered middle class, that's, that was a point of pride. But now, what's, what's the point of pride? That we make billionaires? There's a few, we make a few more billionaires, a few handful of b billionaires who get to do whatever the F they want to us. And you think you're free? And this is a functioning system that held. What did we hold? Well, who's holding what? To me, it sounds like they got us by the balls. They're held, holding our balls. That's what held. Hold on. So if a system held, what system? What kind of system is this? They're making it worse by the minute. And we're also not helping by remaining in denial. Now, there's something that really annoys me besides everything else is Obama sitting around pontificating about this shit. Honey, we don't need your pontificating. Wouldn't it be much more effective and helpful if you used your bully pulpit to decry a system that allows to allows people to remain on breadlines or has breadlines? What the hell kind of shit is this? Are you proud of the breadlines? You don't see breadlines in Canada, do you? I mean, it's just a few, uh, less than a thousand miles. Where, how, where is Canada for me? Where am I? Who am I? How many miles is Toronto? Miles is Toronto from New York. I know it's not that far. What am I talking about? A thousand miles? 345 miles? That's it? To Toronto? 
I gotta get the hell out of here. 345 miles. Let me see. How long? Let's let me see how long it'll take me to drive there. Directions to Toronto. My location. Yeah, that's what always makes me so sad. It's only an eight-hour drive for, for me. I think if my mother had me 500 miles to the north, I'd be probably a little bit more calm. I would know for a fact that I'd be looking down at this country in disbelief. And I know that if I were sitting somewhere, and if I was in New Zealand, if I was born in Ireland like my grandparents, I would look at this country and thank God that uh, I wasn't there. This, uh, everything that we're seeing is a symptom, is a sign that no, 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 no. The system didn't hold. Or, uh, I mean, maybe it did hold. And that, if if the system is... Um, the the thing that and <laughs> that keeps us on the bread lines, yeah, that's what held. I don't know. I I gotta ask, how much longer? How much longer are we gonna take it? It's baffling to me. This is why frankly, and I reiterated this on the, on Brad Bannon's show, that we, we need the media. You have to have the message. We need this message getting out there. This is nothing radical. I'm not like, you know, coming up with so, this is not a new idea either. It's either, it's, it's, that's, that's why, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just need to have the you have to have the political will and you have to not be a, a goddamn dupe. You got to know a little bit about history to understand, to see the, the pitfalls, to see the traps that they lay. And you don't, you know, the thing that's so annoying about right-wingers, and I talk about it all the time, is that they, they continuously fall for the same shit. So what we're, on, what we're seeing here unfold in this country with Twitler and all, I mean, it is not a drill. And it will, and it has, not will, it already has broken this country. But we were broke when he got here. We were broken, I don't, but I don't think we'll ever get back to what we had what 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 did we have when the american people are living check to check this is before the pandemic where and we're in a system where the american people are on bread lines and you know the uh, half of the american people whatever a big chunk of the american people don't give a shit okay so we have to get to the point. I know we give a shit. That's why I do the show, because I give a shit. I don't want to see anybody on a bread line. That's embarrassing to me as an, as an American. It's like, 
Would you want... That's what the face you show the world? Are you that clueless? And, and you call yourself a patriot. And you say you're proud of this country while your effing fellow Americans are lining up for miles in their cars to get food. You're, you, and you call yourself a patriot. And you don't give a shit. That's disgraceful to me. And we have to get to the point where it should, it's disgraceful to everyone. There's a reason human beings feel shame. It's a useful feeling. We need it as a collective because we are a collective. Oh, collectivism. You goddamn right. And these right wingers, you don't like, if you're not into collective, you don't believe in collective, then get the fuck out. Go, go on a desert island. Leave us alone. Otherwise, you're a parasite. You want all the, the benefits of civilization, but you don't want to have any of the responsibilities that we have to each other. And that's what it comes down to. And really, we know what it really comes down to. You know? Racism. It's, it's the truth. The stupidest, most pathetic, ignorant, embarrassing for, for the racist kind of bullshit to latch on to. Oh, you want to, speaking of racism, you want to see some white privilege in action? I don't know if you, if you heard, but the last show we were talking about that asshole from Staten Island who declared his bar an autonomous zone. Now I feel that guy. I feel his pain. All right. For real. I do. He's got a business. It's got to close. He's in a hot zone, a red zone, because he lives around Trump anzies. He's a Trump anzie. And they do it. This is what they do. They spread their sickness, literally and figuratively, and they make everyone around them sick. Now they're spreading a deadly illness, but they have, they've always been spreading an, a sickness that's equally deadly. They spread conservatism. Whatever that means now, I wish they were conservatives. They don't, what do they conserve? They conserve nothing. They don't conserve the humanity. They don't conserve the environment. They conserve nothing, but I guess they conserve selfishness. But most kids, infants, there's a stage in infant development where infants think they're the center of the universe. We grow out of that. They never do, conservative. So, I don't know. Wherever they, where, wherever they are concentrated, there's usually a lot of sick, sickness going on. Now we have a deadly sickness, a, a, a pandemic, but they've always had a deadly sickness. You know, really, I could justify that too. I could bring the receipts on that. Because conservatism kills. It does. Oh, oh, you don't believe me? Suicide rates go up under conservatism. Conserving what? You, you, you pollute? You kill uh, anything that's decent? Animals? You know, if animals are... Everything's a commodity. 
in conservatism, including Mother Earth herself. There's no respect for the environment we share with each other and with other, with, with, you know, other creatures. So guess what? Mother Earth, she'll be fine. We won't be, though, because Mother Earth will get rid of us. But anyway, that's a other story. They're, so what, what are they conserving? Anyway, they don't, whatever. They're bullshit. I guess they're conserving shit that should be left in history's dung pile. I don't know. Or maybe they're conserving, um, well, their own racism. They're conserving the right to be uh, as stupid and ignorant and ugly as they believe they they should be able to be as as a white American. So we were showing last, what was it, Saturday, we were talking about that guy from the bar on Staten Island. And like I said, I do feel for him because, yeah, uh, they, the, the cons, the Republicans have, have allowed this pandemic to infest the country. They've lied about it from the beginning so they can insider trade and and while meanwhile telling um, their rich pals how deadly and dangerous it is. But here's a good stock tip. So, um, and they and they've done nothing to help. So the Republicans have done nothing to help businesses or anybody in this country who's suffering from Republican greed, ineptitude, and indifference. So. I get it. I feel for him, but I also don't agree. I mean, not just agree. I think he's he's a dumbass. Use your uh, be angry. Yes, and if you have a platform, use your platform to push for the right things. You don't use your platform to say I want to be able to kill more people. I want to be able to make my my community even more infested with coronavirus so more people die i mean that's called being a dum-dum it's but that's what right-wingers do it's like what's the whole purpose of fox news they diagnose the problem they understand that there's a problem that they create that their policies create so uh, like tucker carlson he does that he he diagnoses the problem that the he'll, he will say. I mean, we played a clip once of him on a sh- on one of his shows. He sounded like me for a second. The middle class is less than fifty percent of the population. People are living check to check, and then he goes on and insists it's because abortion clinics and welfare queens, you know, the same old distracting, divisive, bullshit lies that Republicans peddle in order to keep dum-dums like the idiot from Staten Island from turning their anger where it really belongs. Now, are you that stupid? I got to say to this guy, are you that dumb that you don't see that you're being played? Turn your anger where it belongs. If you have a platform, you used your whatever platform, you know, civil disobedience to call out. Uh, now you got a lot of 
got a lot of media attention. Use that to push, push Mitch McConnell to stop shoving more unqualified flunkies on the bench and actually do something. You know, pass the HEROES Act. Of course, Nancy Pelosi is another story. But they passed the House, passed that the uh, COVID relief bill months ago. And twi- and uh, Mitch M- Moscow bitch McConnell wiped his ass with it. He does what he does. He, yeah, he's the Grim Reaper, he says. I mean, they're all the Grim Reaper Republicans. They should be, they, they're proud of that, that they're the Grim Reaper. I don't, uh, you know, it's not um, that we don't have the, the math, but whenever, re- look it up, you don't believe me? Whenever Republicans or conservatives get their filthy, greedy, greasy, grimy, grifter fingers around the neck of power, suicide rates go up. Death goes up. Disparity, depression, death by despair. Death from despair, you know, like alcoholism, drug addiction. That's what Republicans do. And you're so dumb. You know why, conservatives? Because what makes you so easily played is that you're, you're, you're dumb. You're racist. So they can, they throw what that uh, old racist canard at you and you bite and, and hook, they have you by the freaking, they have you by the nose leading you where they want you to go. Not at them though, right? It's never, it's never the big moneyed interest, right? It's never that a con man, you know, who does nothing who whose only loyalty is to greed his own self-aggrandizement who's never done a single thing for the working man and woman in fact there's a long history of him being a douchebag to working men and women not paying them stiffing them and then when they've when they're too old to be any uh, to be anything, according to Republicans, and they're not uh, they don't have the good wisdom to just drop dead when they've outlived their useless usefulness to the right wing fascist machine. Uh, they tr- they attack them and try to get them out of their rent controlled apartments. This is we have. Um, we, we have a long documented history of this. Now, are these the actions of a working class hero? Tell me. Look, on, look in Bernie Sanders' history. Will you ever see any incidences of him trying to kick out low-income tenants from um, a building he manages or owns? Could you imagine? But they let that... They, they don't give a shit. Republicans, conservatives, dum-dums, whether they're on public assistance or not. Because they think, I, I don't know what it is, they have such an e- evil heart, I suppose, 
that they feel like, oh, if it's as long as it's not me, they don't seem to get that it is, <laughs> it is you, it is me. Because if they're doing it to somebody, if they're able to do that to somebody, they can do that to all of us. Wait, hold on. Something's up with my phone. <sighs> but what was I talking about? Oh, so the douchebag, the Staten Island asshole. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Something's wrong with my phone. He, I want to give you an example of white privilege. Son of a bitch. Hold on, hold on. Thing. Okay, there we go. Hold on, guys. Sorry. Whoa. All right. So here's white privilege in action. This was from the local news tonight. Whoops, whoops, whoops. The New York One local news. Its general manager is arrested again, this time for striking a sheriff's deputy with his vehicle and driving while the deputy hung on to the hood. The general manager of a Staten Island bar that's been at the center of controversy for repeatedly defying state coronavirus restrictions gets into an altercation with sheriffs, and it turns dangerous. Our Lydia Hu is outside of the 122nd Precinct now in New Dorp with more. Lydia. And Danny Presti, the general manager of Max Public House, is actually in custody right now. We understand that he's being held inside of the 122nd precinct, which is just behind us. According to the sheriff's office, Presti allegedly ran from sheriff's deputies last night as they were trying to issue summons for another violation of uh, COVID restrictions. And when he ran, the sheriff's office alleges that Presti ran into a sheriff's deputy with his car and drove approximately 100 yards with the deputy hanging on to the hood of the car. Now, the deputy was taken to Staten Island University Hospital with injuries, but as of this time, his condition is not known. Now, all of this happened last night after Max closed at 10 p.m. The sheriff's office says it was conducting surveillance on the bar, observing customers were able to buy food and drink inside of the bar despite the COVID-19 restrictions prohibiting indoor dining there because it's in an orange zone as declared by order of the governor. Now, after the bar closed, the deputies tried to issue Presti a summons for COVID violations, but that's when Presti allegedly jumped into his car and drove into one of the deputies, sending that deputy onto the hood. Now, frustrations around these COVID restrictions have been mounting. Protests to support Max Pub erupted last week as it designated itself an autonomous zone. That's when Presti was arrested for the first time for violating restrictions. We talked to Daniel Presti's lawyer earlier today. They say that they've been interviewing eyewitnesses uh, who will contradict the sheriff's version of the events. They say they have video, but they're not yeah, able bullshit. to release it at this time. Now, Presti's lawyer also added a quote saying, we anticipated the bumbling sheriffs to pull a stunt like this. So we had Danny under surveillance the whole time. More details to follow. Now charges. Unbelievable. Okay. 
I'm trying to find the video, the actual video of the guy hitting. Well, all right, all right. Rewind a little bit. Just like we were reading that article the other day, the hypocrisy of the Staten Island Republicans. How come? um, Imagine, imagine if it was a black person who who ran from the police and then floored it when the cop was standing in front of the car because that's what happened. The video was released. And then the lawyers take a page out of Twitler's playbook and label the sheriffs the bumbling sheriffs? You son of a bitch. I thought blue lives mattered. Right? The cops can do no wrong when they're murdering somebody extrajudicially, when they pull somebody over for a track traffic stop and then they end up getting them get it, you know, breaking out in a serious case of being dead. But they have nothing nothing uh, I, um, to say about that except uh, blue lives matter. It's unbelievable, the hypocrisy, and that's white privilege right there. Hold on, let me see if this, where is this damn surveillance video? It's um, because what I see, when they, so here's what happened later on in the day, the New York One um, local news released the video of the idiot running away from the cops and then you know we see what happened two cops chase this guy he runs into his car one of the cops stands in front of the car he's just standing there like this stop he's saying at least it seems that way he's going like this stop and the fucking white privileged whiny little bitch racist dupe of the one percent, he um, hits the gas, and the guy, the cop, is on the hood, and he drives away with the guy on the hood. Now, what if a black person did that? Do you know what would ha- that that person would be dead? You understand that? It's always, but it's okay if you're white. I I, I see this. Don't you see? That would never happen. And if it was a black person who did that, what do you think these Staten Island races would be saying? They wouldn't, would they be cheering the black person for their, uh, for, for freedom, for being autonomous? You're, you're in, an, in an autonomous zone? Then get the fuck out. Take your autonomous zone to an autonomous zone. Oh, yeah, but your autonomous zone is hooked up to our electricity, our roads. Your patrons get there from our paid taxpayer paved roads. They can read your menu because, you know, we the people educated them in our government schools. You can mix your shitty watered-down drinks with water from the tap because it's not filled with parasites because of our, you know, our socialist inspectors. 
and the standards we have and the civilization that we pay our taxes to be a part of. That's the admission price in civilization. So this idiot wants to be an autonomous zone. Yet again, proving me right, right-wingers want all the benefits of society, but none of the responsibilities. And yeah, when we're in the midst of a crisis, we have even more responsibilities to each other. Which is why your anger, you dumb dumb should be pointed at uh, where it belongs. Not at other people, not at the, the, um, the state government that's trying to get this pandemic under control in spite of the right-wing fascist misinformation, lies, and ineptitude. You know, it's also uh, because we have this for-profit shitty healthcare system that sucks and... Um, what are you going to do? There's how many, how many beds? It's not, we don't have an unlimited supply of ICU beds. So all of the, um, doctors and nurses on the front line, fuck them, right? They haven't had a day off in six months, but fuck them, right? Because you're an autonomous, you're in an autonomous zone. But when, uh, tell that to the germs, bitch. It doesn't matter to them. They're always in an autonomous zone. You get it? Republicans, they're in an autonomous zone all the time in their heads. Because they don't want to be part of society. No, no, no. They want all the benefits of society. They want to, when they turn on their tap, they want to, they want nice clean water coming out. Right? They don't want to live somewhere where they can be poisoned because corporations dump coal ash in the streams nearby and then they get some kind of sickness from it. They don't want that. You know, because guess what? I mean, we can go on. There's all different examples. You know, he didn't drive when he drove with that cop on the hood. He was driving down our streets, not not in an autonomous zone. He didn't pave those roads himself. Did he do that? No. These fucking people are, are so tedious. It's beyond. It's beyond breath sometimes <sighs> I'm just why didn't I have I thought I had the right video I'm sorry it doesn't matter I described it the the fact is he he I'm sure you'll see it he runs up he runs away from the cops now if you're a black person and you turn your back on the police they get to shoot you in the back seven times. But if you're a white fucking whiny little bitch who wants to infect the, the neighborhood with, his, with a deadly virus and tax us, our system, even more than it's already to its breaking point, this fucking for-profit shitty system that we have, then you get to run away from the cops... You get to run them over with your car, and then you get hailed as a hero by these right-wing hypocrites. 
don't they they have to see how how transparent they are do you think or is it i guess i guess it's racism will blind them i mean there's the tediousness of their stupidity i can't talk stupidity stupidity i made up a new word the tediousness of stupidness it is you got to make up a new word for that there's no words in general to really grasp or to describe what we're dealing with which is why you know when charlie cook said oh the system held i'm like what what system maybe it held if we were living in some functioning society what was it what were we holding we're holding onto a system the system held that what system it hasn't held that's why i'm baffled it hasn't held since the death of the great prosperity since fil- filthy reagan started his grift another traitor well yeah he he's another one who negotiated with our enemies to harm american people when to keep hostages keep our american people hostage because it was better for reagan's political campaign and then he will give the iranians you know arms arm at this in this particular instance it was weapons so it doesn't matter who gets hurt if you're if you're a hostage it doesn't matter you're being held hostage oh well fuck it you don't matter you're nothing reagan can get some power for the one percent because that's what it's really about so they can ultimately undo the great prosperity and fuck over the american people and get rid of this pesky democracy once and for all that's what it's about it comes down to that it doesn't you know you don't have to really be a uh you don't really have to be that i don't know what's the word do you you have to it's not that um it's not that complicated that's the word the system that we're talking about i mean it's what's what they're doing to us is not that complicated because they've been doing it to us since time since recorded history and before it's it's always been like this it's been the rich against the rest of us oh you're envious you you're envious of the rich you know the politics of envy uh no i'm not envious of the rich i'm en- i i want a functioning democracy that works for all i want to live in a society that doesn't leave people on the bread lines and in fact that doesn't even have bread lines i want to live in a society where the majority of people understand that we don't leave people on bread lines a bread line is an aberration that's the society i want to live on i live in where we don't get to the point where people are on bread lines when we confront a crisis we say okay we're in this together what do we do 
Do we allow bread people on bread lines? No. We all right, we batten down the hatches in whatever way necessary, but nobody has to go on a bread line or or you know, name your offense. They don't get evicted. They don't lose the everything because they happen to be living in the United States of Serfs and Lords in the time of a crisis. In fact, in a crisis, we should be more unified, don't you think? We It should be a mark of how unified we are. Look at what we can do together. I mean, this is a c- civilization that went to the moon, for Christ's sakes. But we did it in the time of the great prosperity, when we had a sense of civic responsibility to each other. And the bit, the main failing of this country has always been Racism, in one form or another. That is, that's our original sin. Yes, it is. And we've tried, and we. This is unless we succeed, where this country is done. But we have to get our country unified, and it's not going to be unified by what I see Joe Biden doing. And what the corporate media seems to be all excited about is that now um, personnel is policy. I get—I mean, to a degree, that's true. It's—it is important to have a diverse, um, a diverse pop—I uh, guess—population in different roles. Yes, it does matter. It matters for young people coming up to see the the mosaic of the human family represented in all in in places of power. It matters, but that's not that's not policy. I mean, that's not changing the policy. So, I see all day on the on the corporate media today. They were all talking about Joe Biden's diverse. Um cabinet and that he how he should appoint a female as the head of the of the pentagon and and a black woman as the head of this and a and a woman a white woman over here and a you know it's like of course the corporate media likes that i don't it's not that i'm opposed don't get me wrong that's great we need that and trump has has really reversed 50 years of progress, putting more white mother effing privileged assholes with bare, bad haircuts onto um, any any permanent position that he possibly can. We don't, uh, I mean, really, we don't need that shit anymore. We need to move forward together. And it does matter. W- working together, Young, it's not just young women or young girls seeing women in positions of power. It's young boys seeing that too. And people of all different pigments. How not scary that is. In fact, it's a good thing. And it's a part of how our strength, it's something we should be proud of. And it does, it does make us a stronger nation. But that's not... 
policy. It's in my opinion. Is that the policy? Is that policy? What? So what's the difference if we have a corporate corporatocracy that's being run by w- women? So what? So what? A woman is carrying out all kinds of wars of corporate of aggression, wars of choice, illegal wars that we were lied into. I, you know, it's beyond belief that we we were lied into a war, and you know that war criminal still walking around painting people's pictures of people's toes. In his bath. Well, I guess that's his toes, right? He paints pictures of his own toes in a bath. I, and then, I'm talking about George W. Bush. He also paints, you know, this is another thing that makes me want to vomit. Ugh, talk about the circle jerk of, of shit that we're in. Bush painting. I had to put the air conditioner on. You hear that? You know why? Because it's fucking boiling in this apartment. I don't have control over the heat. Every winter I'm sitting here. It's not that it's not hot out. It's what's the temperature out there? Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not hot. It's cold. It's getting cold out. But I'm sitting in here sweating, sweating my balls off. And okay, whatever. Who cares? So I had to put the air conditioner on for those who are listening George Bush painted. Here's what made me want to vomit. Okay. Oh, God. Look at this. You want to vomit? I'm sorry. Everybody relax. If you're eating, please put down the sandwich. Wait, I have to get rid of this lower third here so I can show you. Oh, my God. Okay. Look. Look at this CNN headline. George W. Bush's veteran portraits yearn for a return to innocence. Do they even hear themselves sometimes? Yes. Doesn't it? Don't you yearn for a return to innocence when we were merely being lied into wars of choice and... I don't know. We weren't... I don't know what. We didn't have a con man in the... We always had a con man in the White House. Makes us yearn for a return to innocence. What is the difference... Here's the article by J.J. Charlesworth. What is the difference between a war memorial and a tribute to warriors? Should we celebrate the lives of courageous people if it risks glorifying futile wars and what in the midst of all this can paintings contribute this month the kennedy center in washington will exhibit exhibit art by the 43rd u.s president george w bush titled portraits of courage i i just hate that they the exploitation of these human beings that this fucker toyed with like nothing but pawns on a uh, on his own chessboard so he can what use his political capital to privatize socialist security and that's what he wanted to do 
and carry out, some, do something, a regime change. The war of corporate aggression. Remember when they labeled it um, Operation Iraqi Liberation or something like that? It was, it, and the acronym, they were like, oops. The acronym was OIL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody thought we went in there for oil. Of course we did. Not for us, though. For Halliburton. So here, here's uh, George W. Bush. Paintings are being exhibited at the Kennedy Center. The portraits depict American veterans, such as this one of U.S. Ar Army Sergeant Leslie Zimmerman. Scroll through the gallery to see more of Bush's works. He's very Van Gogh over here. Okay, what happened to him? I want to know. Because I some of the portraits are people who have been disfigured in, in bombings and whatnot. And that makes me want to puke. That's something that should never have happened. That's somebody's life you fucked with. But what do I know? I'm just a, a flaming socialist with a podcast. Trying to save this country. That's all. Bush's second term in office ended in 2009, and he took up painting early in his retirement, essaying his interest in portraiture with his depictions of world leaders. Well, how about somebody break it down? Get some shrink in here because we know he's doing this because deep down inside, he has guilt. He knows what he did. He's not doing it to honor these people. He's doing it to exonerate himself. Because when he meets his maker, he's got a lot of explaining to do. How dare you send human beings to die for no fucking reason except you want to have you want you want daddy to see you got big balls in the flight suit right what a tedious infantile nation we live in i mean look at these portraits it's um you don't have to be goddamn sigmund sigmund freud to figure it out. Just like you don't have to be Freud to figure out that effing con man in the White House now. Which is why I'm so baffled. I'm literally baffled by right-wingers how they fall for it. They actually really think about it. Think about this. They are falling for a con, all right, about the election on top of every other con. But they're falling for the con that he outright came right out and said. He revealed his con in 2016. I will accept the results of the election if I win. Are you that dumb? But no, you know what it is. Well, they, yes, they are dumb. But they understand they they're, that they're... Here's it. It's not understand. What am I saying? They don't understand. They, they're in a lot of denial. They're, they're tortured souls. But 
you know, this is why they are under, they are fundamentally unfit to function in a democratic society because it's scary. There's a lot of different people. It's very complex. Yeah, they, it's scary to look at yourself. You know what I mean? And especially if you're like, for example, George Bush, if you're a war criminal and you know everywhere he goes, and I hope so, I hope this never stops. I, you know that people confront him with being a war criminal, I, not Ellen DeGeneres, of course. But you saw the, the reaction when Ellen DeGeneres, the I'll be kind to war criminals, bitch, the one who... You know, she's such a great gay icon. She waited until everybody else was out of the closet and had felt the sting of the lash of this fucked up society until, you know, she came out. All, all clear? Everybody, yeah. You, you did all the work? Okay, I'm coming out now. Wee! Look at me. That's what she did. While other comedians and other other people in general, well, a lot, I'm thinking of uh, Kate Clinton for one thing. She's a comedian that she's she's a gay icon. I'm not sure if, uh, if she would have been a much bigger comedian. She's she's extremely well known and respected in the gay community, but she she was always out. She was out when it was damaging. You know, she blazed the trail. She took the lumps for the cowards like Rosie O'Donnell and uh, Ellen. Well, at least even though Rosie O'Donnell was tediously pretending to pine over (laughs) Tom Cruise, at least she didn't, she's not collaborating. She's, uh, you know, sitting, palling around with war criminals today. At least she doesn't do that. Be kind to war criminals. Taking selfies with fucking war criminals. You know who would like to take a selfie? All the the thousands that he sent to their premature early graves. They would love selfies. Maybe they died when before selfies became a big thing. You know? Imagine what they thought, what they would think of selfies. If They would love to have a selfie. And you know who else? I think their families would love to take a selfie with their loved one who died. Because Bush, what? Wanted to have, uh, he wanted political capital. And Dick Cheney, they wanted... To, to enact the project for a new American century. Fuckers. Oof. It's not, and trust me, it's not a project for a new American century. They're talking about capitalism. Unhindered, unhinged capitalism for, that knows no borders or boundaries, that's for sure. It's not about America. It's about America. American capitalism fucking over the working class of any any society any any it doesn't matter any civilization that's what it's about and so as as Smedley Butler wrote about years ago 
General Smedley Butler. War is a racket. Right? Here, War is a racket. If you, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's well known amongst normal people know about this book. War is a racket. Written, I mean, Smedley Butler is a two-time Medal of Honor winner. He joined the military. He was, um, he actually lied about his age so he can join when he was uh, bef- before he was old enough. And he wrote this book, "War Is a Racket," after spending years in the military. His portrait hangs at Paris Island. And he, you know, he knows. Let's see. I spent 33 years and four months in active military service as a member of this country's most agile military force, the Marine Corps. I served in all commissioned ranks from second lieutenant to major general. And during that period, I spent most of my time as a high-class muscle man for big business, for Wall Street and the bankers, in short, I was a racketeer, a gangster for capitalism. Oh, that sounds so damn socialist, though. What What would you do? Okay, what do you think, General Smedley Butler, if General Sp- Smedley Butler was alive today and he was saying things like this, what do you th- would you think they'd invite him on Morning Joe? What do you think? Oh, no, no. I, I, I heard Joe Scarborough this morning going, having a fit over Showtime. I have, has this documentary on Reagan. I haven't watched it because I'm just not in, I don't, I just don't want to watch Reagan right now. I'm just so want to vomit. But it's not flattering, apparently. So they were all so upset about it. See, that's what happens when you have a platform. Unfortunately, he, he, you see, it's all about what you, picking and choosing your topics, I guess, because they don't get upset about the people living check to check, you see? They don't get upset that Reagan, I mean, all of this, the decline of the American dream can be traced to Reagan's doorstep. They don't get upset about that the destruction of unions. No, no, no. They don't get upset about the the uh, manufacturing belt being turned into the rust belt. And we don't even say that with a sense of shame. That's another thing that pisses me off. Whenever people on, on media or anywhere, they refer to the rust belt. Well, all the rust belt states, when you'd hear it during the election, too. And in the rust belt states, rust belt, you bitch. Rust Belt? How dare you? How dare you not explain? Especially to young people. They might think you're calling it the Rust Belt because it features beautiful mountains with a rusty U. No. It's called the Rust Belt because it used to be called the Manufacturing Belt. And what kind of country, what kind of government run by the rich... Of course, that's the government that does this. Turns an entire segment, takes your something, a point of pride that that people would raise families 
in these corporate in the uh, in the manufacturing belt, they'd be able to ha- have the American dream. But they take that section of this of the country and turn it into a rust belt, and then you turn around and you what? You sit in the Congress in the legislature, and you. Um, you t- pledge of allegiance. You listen to the the chaplain pray. I pray that these legislators they find uh, the reason and the unity to come together and get things done, like turning the manufacturing belt into the rust belt, getting things done, and. We what do we we allow that they walk around without you know having any repercussions for turning something called the manufacturing belt into the rust belt, but no we feel the repercussions because it is that things like that that made Twitter possible. Now we need what we need in this country is. We need somebody who's who's not so f- far up his own ass that I don't know they don't they I guess they like to hear themselves talk I don't know I'm think I'm thinking of Obama <laughs> they li- look at me I'm talking about myself they like to hear themselves talk I should talk I am talking but I'm talking a lot but this is called Tarabuster what do you want? Nobody wants to tune in and listen to me not talk. Actually, one time I was on a show. (laughs) I'm going to have... Oh, no. I don't... Should I say this story? I was doing a show. I will not say names or places. And this person was guest producing. And I wasn't producing the show at this time. And I was going on and on. There's a hair on my face. And they said to me, the producer, the person who was producing the show, said, take a breath. All right? And I wanted to, I wanted to do this. I wanted to introduce them to my five friends. And I was like, take a breath. What are you fucking talking about? This is a talk show. Take a breath. Yeah, let's, um, all right, everybody. I'm going to take a breath, everybody. I mean, who the fuck wants to listen to a talk show that people aren't talking on? Take a breath. I still think about that. Obviously, I think about it. (laughs) Yes, you talk too much on a talk show. What am I going to do? Do people not want to, they want to listen to nothing? That's a whole other show. Isn't there another show like that? You can do that. You can go on YouTube. There's all kinds of shows where they, well, where they whisper. That's a whole thing, right? Where they whisper. And everybody goes, now we're going to whisper. And then isn't there another show where they, like, open up a package very slowly? Like, here's some tissues. They make noises. I don't know. What do I know? Maybe there, maybe there'd be more patrons on that show. Maybe I should do that. I'll turn this show into a show where we we do we crumple a piece of paper, right? 
Here's, I always have napkins. I have a thing about napkins. Here. See, like, they do this. Now we're going to crumple some paper. That is kind of soothing. Hmm. Okay. I get it. I get it now. I do have a thing about napkins. Everywhere I am, if you, if I'm in a desk, there's like napkins all around. I must have run out of napkins in a past life. I have no idea. It's crazy. Yes. Yo, so Dan, yo, soy Danny purring cats are good. Yes, they are. They are good for your blood pressure. They've done studies. They're good for your immune system. Look, I, don't my eyes look weird without glasses? They look small. Now, back to normal. I could see. Oh my God, what a day. Um. All right, what am I doing? Thank you. Okay. Errol, for your super chat, he says, Trump never made America great. And Richard W., thank you for your super chat. Richard says, another great show, Tara. Thank you so much for being here and for everything else and for all your support. And thank you, Traverse, Traverse J., for your super chat. All right. What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about that asshole on Staten Island. And then we started talking about George Bush, the war criminal, because we got our work cut out for us. We're in this whole country is in a state of denial. You understand about many different things. I'm here to weed through the denial. I don't, I, I wish I was in denial. Maybe I am about certain things. We all have blind spots. So, but if you're really in denial, you don't see them. You know what I mean? So that's why when somebody says, I'm in denial about that or whatever, like about my smoking, I'm like, honey, no, you're not. If you spot it, you got it. So you got no excuse. You just refuse to do, do nothing about it. So as far as the Trump Z's and their racism, they... They're not, in, I guess they, how can they not be in denial? How can they, wait, 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 that's not the right way to say it. How can they be in denial? It's, sure, they don't want to accept it, that they're in, that they are racist, but they, they are so racist that they don't even see how racist they are. So I guess that's a level of denial, but I, I guess at that point, what we can hope for is their willingness to want to do something about it, to try to evolve, to if not try to evolve. You got no excuse. You got all the opportunities. You, you have no excuse. If you're a racist, you're choosing to be. You're not, I'm telling you, if you're a racist, you're an idiot you are wrong and you're also a waste of it's a waste of life you're well you're a waste of human dna but you're also wasting your life so 
I'm telling you, at the end of your life, you're not going to want to have, you're not going to look back and say, I'm glad I was a racist my whole fucking life. Or I'm so glad I, what? Well, maybe, I mean, you know what? Hitler, right? At the, his last, well, he's a, you know, a racist, of course, but even his last message, his last dictated bullshit that he, right before he killed himself, was all about the Jews and how they were destroying the earth and all this, but, and well, well, the, uh, the eternal Jewish cabal and all that shit. So, but that's where racism gets you in a bunker with a bullet in your own head by your own hand. You're an idiot. I'm telling you, I'm asking you and imploring you, if you're a racist, stop it. And if you don't realize it, be just be be willing to open your your mind and say, "Holy shit, I've been so du- I've been so duped." Or you know why though? Actually, they probably aren't able to do that because it also goes hand in hand with low IQ. So they're not that smart to begin with, and it's easier to make sense of the scary complex world by putting people in hierarchies and you know pigment is such a easy way to categorize people oh god we got so much work to do which is why okay we're never going to convince those people right here's the other thing that's why you don't we we shouldn't waste our time with them. We have to keep going without them. We evolve without them. And yes, when they go whiny and bitchy, you know, I, I, I'm thinking, what do we do about these idiots on Staten Island, for example? You, you gotta, they have to feel the consequences of their actions. This is why we have to we must it is a patriotic imperative to expand the liberal media i'm not just saying it because i'm in the liberal media i'm telling you you know it we have to own the message otherwise we're done it doesn't matter what we do there they will win the right wingers they've been able to be as successful as they are because they own large propaganda channels. We're just, we're talking about the truth. They know it. That's why they have to invest so much money and, and, uh, and expand their platforms uh, in, lib- in the, uh, conserv- the fascist right-wing propaganda machine. That's why. What did Rupert Murdoch, was it Rupert Murdoch? Oh, no, Roger Ailes, when he went to Nixon and, and proposed GOP TV. That's Fox News. They knew then, when they got trounced, they, they would still be a permanent minority party, which is what they should be, Republicans. They're not meant to be a majority party. They're not a majority party. But they understood. But when they... I mean, during the Great Prosperity... They 
you know, every time that they, for whatever blip of time, the, whenever they got their fingers around the neck of power, they fucked over the working class. But when they got trounced, when Goldwater got trounced and Roger Ailes, they assumed that they were going to be in the wilderness for a long time. But they played the long game. And one of the proposals, Roger Ailes went to Nixon and proposed GOP TV, which became Fox News. That's it. They would never have been successful without the propaganda channel. And then, of course... The deregulation of the media, Bill Clinton. I mean, we've been getting it from both sides. We've been screwed. The only way we're going to get it back is by getting our message out. And it's the message of the the truth. What are we doing here? This is a... Uh, I, I mean, I'm talking about what is a constitutionally limited democratic republic. What is the grand experiment in liberal democracy? Is it to make the rich richer? Is it to make billionaires while the American people can't respond effectively to a pandemic because they're not getting any help? They're not getting any... They're not getting... Um, they're, they're, they're getting the message that we are not in this together, that you're on your own. There's a pandemic. Oh, well, go die. Get your ass out there. You, you're being told to stay home. Oh no. Well, we won't give you the resources you need to stay home. It's like sending a soldier into battle without any equipment, which is what Trump and the Republicans do whenever they dodge their taxes or don't pay taxes. You know what I mean? But, but that's what they're doing. They're saying, we're going to storm the beaches of Normandy, but you're going to run off of this landing craft naked. You'll have no, no equipment. So of course, yeah, I, I understand the, the, the dilemma of the moron on Staten Island, that sucks. But of course, they are they they understand the, that there is a problem, but they're not. It's like getting going to the doctor. They do the workup. You know, okay, you you have cancer or whatever, God forbid. But here's our treatment. Here's a couple of leeches. You know, it's the cutting edge. Oh my God! Why is Goya trending? Don't tell me. I thought Ivanka was. Look at this shit. Look at what we have dealt with this whole time. Look at this. Look at Ivanka and her fucking so-called father. Look at. Oh my God! Sitting there. That's the president. The so-called president and people voted for him again. Millions of dum-dums voted for this fucker again after he he's killing us. After he lied to our faces about everything. About this pandemic that's killing us and keeping us 
you know, when he's, uh, they're, they're talking about the economy, the economy. Oh, look at your stock market. Your stock market is gr- fucking stock market. When people are going to lose their homes. One in six. What, what I was just reading this one in six. Six Americans will be food insecure. which means they'll be hungry this year. Let me see this. One in six, yes. One in six Americans could go hungry in 2020 as the pandemic persists. One in six. That's not the mark of a functioning society. You're, you're proud of that, Trump Anzies? USA, USA, make America great, you Son of a bitch. Look at that. That's great. Make America great. That's making America great. That guy. With the with the Goya. And the chocolate waffles. Wafers or whatever. You son of a bitch. On the desk. On the resolute desk. What a scam. And Republicans, look at this bitch. We got to watch this bitch. Here's a, when I was on Brad Bannon's show today and before we, the show was over because of time, they, they were talking, one of the questions was about Twitter running again in 2024. I don't, I, you know, whatever. He'll be, he asked me, what do you think? Will he run again? He'll do whatever he wants to do and the Republicans will go along with it. But what we what we should really be concerned about is this bitch, this fucking conniving bitch right here, Ivanka, this tax cheating bitch, lying freak, scumbag, waste of human DNA, selfish bitch who who's unfit just as equally unfit as her unfit, disgusting father, as her waste of human DNA father. Now, you know, you know, they're disgusting. They're all disgusting. Melania, every single one of them, they're they're disgusting. They're all together in this. There's no, these are not victims. They're volunteers. How do you, How do you do that? How do you do that, Ivanka? Really? Your fake, stupid, dead-eye smile, your stupid fucking hand underneath the Goya cans of beans? How dare you? They so diminish the country. That's what... That's what this is about. It's so offensive that they are they diminish us as a society, and millions will vote have have voted for them again, and they can't let go. They don't understand how Joe Biden could have won. He won more votes in other. This is another thing. Twitter. 
he made gains i was hearing uh, and uh in certain demographics well shame on them that's how divided we are you understand which is why our uh, the liberal media which you're looking at is vital we don't have a we don't have a chance in hell without this show and shows like it absolutely because how does that how does the word get out how do people all manifestly become so stupid that they vote for a con man two times and not and and not just you know you can almost which i don't i don't um forgive them or i can't excuse them for voting for him the first time but people say oh well you can almost excuse them the first time why no you can't when he came down the escalator calling mexicans rapists that should have been a disqualifier you should have been like yeah this guy's a fascist fuck off we've seen this movie before you know it doesn't end well it never does but they're like, okay, give me that orange piece of shit. So uh, now here we are four years later. American carnage has truly come to fruition. We have over a quarter of a million dead. Millions suffering with this pandemic that is not abating. He's talking about this fucking vaccine that his, is his saving grace. Then you have his scumbag flying monkeys going, oh, let's name it after Trump. These lick spittles are sickening. But besides the point, all of this, the genuflecting in front of Putin, the, the antics, the misspelt tweets, the assaults on decency, dignity, and democracy... For f- for four years, the lies, the incessant lies, the tax cheating, the 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 insane—I mean, the antics, the Im- international embarrassment of it all—and they, and they voted for him again, and they're like, "Oh, he made it America great." What the fuck is great? If that's what you think great is, then you got a sick-ass definition of great. There's something cuckoo about you, which is why. Here's what we have to do. You know it. I know it. They know it. That's why they keep us divided. But we have to. It's not about bringing them along and saying, hey... Don't you like that we have a you know a woman uh, at the Pentagon dropping bombs on uh, wedding parties in Afghanistan by accident? Isn't that great? No. We uh, have to put e pluribusunum into action. It's an action. E pluribusunum is an action. Patriotism is an action. It's not waving a flag, a giant made in China flag. Because your con man received fewer votes and won't get to become the so-called president again this time. I mean, like he did in 2016. Oh, that's, um, you know, patriotism is an action. 
It means that you don't leave your fellow Americans behind. You don't say, fuck it, I'm not wearing a mask. And if your stupid representatives, if you're dumb enough to keep represent, sending them to represent you, um, if your stupid representatives won't do anything to give you to a lifeline during a pandemic, then you have the patriotic duty to turn your anger where it belongs. On them. Not on your fellow Americans. This is why the country is, I don't know, is it beyond repair? I hate to, I hate to say it. But it will be beyond repair if <laughs> we don't do what I'm telling us to do. It has to be this way. We have to enact policies that, whose fundamental core, at the core, is e pluribus unum. It's not that hard. We have to also, and, and to explain it like that, too. This is a patriotic imperative. It's not just the nice thing to do. It's not just progressives. You know, I keep hearing, oh, well, Joe Biden's cabinet, what's he going to do about the progressives? Well, um, I, here's something I wish AOC would keep, adopt, would adopt. It's, it's not progressivism, it's patriotism. We're talking about patriotism of leaving nobody behind. Do we leave anybody behind in this country? I guess we leave them on the food lines, but that's not patriotic, you see. We also, you know, as Joe Biden says, it's not patriotic to not wear a mask. He gets it there. I'm sure he does get it. It is. I've been saying that from the from the jump. You don't want to wear a mask, then you're not a patriot because... Even if you think you'll be fine, which you won't, it's not about you. It's about we the people. Even though you say you're in an autonomous zone, if you're in an autonomous zone, then get the fuck out. You know, the Unabomber at least had the integrity to get off the grid. You know what I mean? When he said F to society, except for the bombs and all that, but... You know what I mean? At least he he moved into the woods. He didn't need our our socialist electricity and roads and running water. Right? Why don't they have the as much integrity? Why doesn't the autonomous fucker do you, do you I mean, you can't suck on uh the civilization that we provide and then consider yourself not part of it. Just say, oh, well, I'm not part of it. I'm going to do what I want. Like a child, right? This is what they are, like a baby. Infants. Little baby infants who never grow up. What? <sighs> but they're dangerous. If only they were merely comical little infants hmm oh look at this here's an inter here's an aside i'm i'm just looking at twitter 
says former space security chief of Israel says aliens exist and that a galactic federation has been in contact with Israel and the U.S. for years but are avoiding revealing themselves to the public because humanity is not ready. Well, I could have told them that. I wish they would come and friggin' do something at least. Oh my God, speak, you know, help us. Get rid of the con man. Um, what's this thing going on with the orb or something? Oh no, the, uh, the monolith. All right. And I don't know if you saw that. The Utah monolith. Will there... I think there are other monoliths appearing. Wait, monolith. Oh my god. This is this is why we're not ready, okay? Here. Somebody's putting these up. It's clearly some kind of it could be somebody who's just gonna who knows how stupid people are and they're pr- trying to prove a point. They put up a monolith and watch these monkeys. Did you, did you see the the beginning of uh 2001 a Space Odyssey when all the cavemen come out and they with the bone and then they start using the bone as a weapon and there you go that's where we are and um next thing you know nothing has changed so somebody must have put up this monolith they've been appearing in different places it's just some person putting it up it's not anything from outer space so of course these these tedious little whiny little bitch christians because i don't know this this christianity they're only 78 percent of the population i don't know how they can handle it they're so put upon and such a minority but and jesus the jesus that they that these people pretend to worship is supposed to be the savior of mankind but he's so he needs so much help from these morons right he could he could turn water into wine but he needs a bunch of morons to rip down a monolith so this christian group tears down the mysterious monolith on a california mountain a group of young men posted a video of themselves replacing the monolith which was similar to the one discovered in utah they replaced it with a cross Good thing Jesus didn't get executed by, what, broken on the wheel, maybe? Or how else did they execute people? Well, that broken on the wheel wasn't, that was after his time. What if they, I don't know. Well, they could have garroted him, I suppose. Then they'd be, these Christians would be wearing little garrots. A group of young men claiming to be Christians have posted a video of themselves tearing down a mysterious monolith that had appeared atop a California mountain, replacing it with a cross. Well, the the monolith, the video... Oh, wait. Son of a bitch. That's a friggin' ad. I'll put myself right there. Hold on. All right.
Yeah, there's no audio on this. So they, the audio, uh, oh, here it is, here it is. The people appearing, I mean, uh, videotaping themselves with the monolith. I guess this the is the thing now, right? So be prepared to see these everywhere. Ah, oh, dear. So these guys found this monolith. The video I saw, they were like, what is this? And they weren't. They weren't spooked by it. They were just like, oh, look at some, look at what somebody did. <laughs> oh, yeah, look. And then they, they made the correlation between what we just talked about. The 2001 A Space Odyssey. They anyway, whatever. Where's the, the idiots with the cross? I wanted to see that, the video. Where is it? The monolith has been built near the town of Atascadero and sparked huge interest after the appearance of a similar silverly, silverly metal-faced monolith that had been discovered in the deserts of Utah. Where's the replacing it with the cross? Young men drove five hours to rip out California monolith. Oh, God. Where is it? Come on, I want to see the video. I hate when they do this. Oh, come on, just post the video, damn it. Oh, shared, post not found. Mm. It was shared on a streaming site, DLive, by a user identified as Culture War Criminal. Shows a group of young men driving from the Southern California area with the express purpose to tear down the structure and tell the alien overlords they're not welcome. I really hope they're kidding. Thank God we were able to carpool, one of them says at the beginning of the live stream, which was broadcast to a cheering, cheerleading audience that numbered more than 600 at one point. In a rambling and at times racist, what a surprise, and homophobic video. Well, you know that they're... They're homophobic because they're, they don't have the courage to live authentic lives themselves. That's what it's about. They're scared. You know what I mean? They lack the courage. Being, uh, being yourself in this effed up society, in this homophobic society, takes courage to go against the, the, the group. Thank God we were able to carpool. In a rambling at times racist and homophobic video, the four young men drive up inter Interstate 5 loudly singing along to country music. On the way, they stop to pick up monster ener energy drinks and a homemade wooden cross while sharing their thoughts on what they alternatively called an alien obelisk and, other, and at other times a pagan monument. What? You know, this world. Pagan monument. It never stops with these idiots. They have too much power. We've given them too much attention over history. They've had too much on their plates. They can't handle it. That's why they react the way they react. And they turn Earth 
you know, into the dark ages. If they had their way, of course. Well, that's the whole end game of republicanism. We're going on a 500-mile round trip to steal an effing monolith, one dressed in camo says during the video. That's how we love Jesus Christ. At one point, one of the men says they're operating on direct orders of QAnon and President Trump himself. Oh, my God. After five hours, they finally make it to Stadium Park and turn on night vision goggles as they trek up the hill to the monolith. This is go time, boys, says one before they begin chanting, Christ is king. Christ is king. Christ is king. Oh, my God. They're so embarrassing to themselves. The chant continues as they all push down the silver structure and tear it from the rebar. The final seconds of the video show one member of the group attempting to drag the monolith away as others try to install their homemade cross in its place. And then the video cuts out. A second stream posted by the same user soon after that soon after that also has been removed showed a group of them dragging the monolith down the hill as they chant America first America first and claim oh my god I can't and claim to be military veterans whatever me too bitch at one point, they appear to think they are being chased by someone and hide before hightailing it back to their car without the monolith. It must have been a big foot. The Illuminati got it, so we'll strike again when they put another pillar up. This is who they... they, they they're, they're trying to... They're trying to appeal to. You get it? America first. America first. That's Twitler's base. Trust me. That's the majority of them. They're all like that. On, on some level. On one form or another, they're all devolved. The Illuminati got it, so we'll strike again. Oh, yeah. City officials are upset by the loss of the monument, according to a news release issued by the city on Thursday. At Tescadero, officials were aware of the video and were disturbed by the group's decision to tear it down, tear down the monolith. We are upset that these young men felt the need to drive five hours to come into our community and vandalize the monolith. It's a good thing for the community. And this is me talking, not the not the article. Of course it is. It gets interest. People's curiosities is are piqued and they'll get visitors to their community and that thereby they'll spend money in their community. It's good for the community. So of course the tedious fascist America first closet cases have to tear it down because it's something good for the community, something interesting, different. Something that gets people's minds thinking and, and, and expanded. Gee, what kind of world do we live in? Are we in a world where uh, this vast universe, have we been visited? 
Is there life on other planets? And what does this mean about life on our planet? And uh, since this is the only home we know, maybe we should be more respectful to our Mother Earth. I mean, you could have all kinds of conversations stemming from the monolith. Instead, the morons had to tear it down. That's what they do. Conservatives. They make you sick. They make the community sick. They have to, you know, uh, make it all the same. We can't have an interesting monolith. Whoever put it up, good on them. They had a clever art project. Good for them. They got people thinking. They got them curious. It piqued interest. And maybe, maybe, who knows? They went online. They learned something about the universe, about space. Who the hell knows? Maybe they watched 2001 A Space Odyssey and wrote a nice paper for their film studies class. But these idiots, they can't have that. They can't have conversation and curiosity. My God, they, that might lead to you masturbating or something, right? Might lead to some, some um, adverse, out-of-control action with uh, two people and their peepees. Two consenting adults with their peepees. And they can't have that. After all, if they can't have each other, as their homophobia dictates, then nobody can have anything that they want. That's, uh, that Nobody can live an authentic life if they can't. They don't have the courage. So make everything like them. You know, Jesus, Jesus. And if Jesus actually did come back, you know what these people would do. They would crucify him again. Maybe this time they would put him in the gas chamber like tr- Trump wants. Or make, make him dead by the firing squad. Right? That's what Trump wants. All kinds of ways to kill people. Or poison... What's the other one? In a gas chamber? That's what he wants to do. He wants America... We, he wants us to be so great that we execute people by putting them in a gas chamber, you know, like the Nazis did. We why, why, why stop at just ripping children from the arms of their parents? Let's go full-on Nazi and bring back gas chambers. Maybe they'll, when Jesus comes back and they execute him in the gas chamber, they could, they could uh, hang a little Zyklon B around their neck. Now and they can chant, Jesus, Jesus is king, or Christ is king, Christ is king. Really? If only. If only. See, if if Christ was actually king, instead of five hours on the road being a bunch of racist, homophobic Philistines, doltards, or whatever the hell, morons, adding nothing to society, in fact, taking things away, as conservatives do, then if they would have driven five hours, they would have spent that five hours doing something for the 
for, for, for their community. How about you do something like the Jesus you pretend to worship told you to do? Go help the poor. You know, those people on the bread lines, maybe go and lobby your congressperson and your senator and, the, and whatever shithole senator you have, wherever the hell you live, go lo- lobby them. Spend five hours on the phone telling them to stop sucking on the oligarchy and do something for the American people for once because we're on to you. We know the game. We know this divide and conquer game and we're not taking it anymore. We also know this this oligarchy game. And and we're done. We're done with your fascist goddamn bastards funneling money into the hands of the few at the cost of the many. And at the at the the very fabric of the society and democracy itself. According to the press release, the Atuscadero Police Department has not received any reports to date that the monolith had been removed or stolen, so there's no hint yet as to who installed it in the first place. The department is reviewing the video and looking into the incident further. More information will be released once it's available. Those with information about the monolith are asked to contact Atuscadero Police Department at 805-461-5051. Jay, America first, Christ is king. Boom, boom, I wish. America first, except... The millions on the who are sick with COVID, except the frontline workers, the essential workers, the people on the bread lines, the dead. Oh, my God. This is why we don't, you know, we, we that we have to keep evolving without them. Because they will benefit from the society we create. As they always do, like they benefit, you know, they, they pretend to love the United States that we created, that progressives created. Everything that, this, that makes this country great is and was a progressive initiative. That's right. This whole thing is a progressive initiative. The United States was created but yeah by slave owners misogynists and and white supremacists yes people of their day but it was also a progressive initiative so we're on the right side of history progressives we're still fighting the american revolution i'll have you know That's what we're doing here, trying to form a more perfect union to ensure uh, that we, e pluribus unum, isn't just some Latin phrase on our money. It's not just our national motto, it is a way of life, it's a rallying cry. 
E pluribus unum, out of many, one. Now we're really bringing the, um, that out of many, one. We're bringing it, all of us, to the table. We all have a piece of this civilization. That's the only way we're going to have a successful democratic republic. God. So how we fix it? Not just e pluribus. Okay, e pluribus. What does that mean? It means that we have policies, that we enact policies that put e pluribus unum in action, that put I pledge my life, fortune, and sacred honor to each other. Not to Donald Trump, not to the 1% or Mitch McConnell or, or their Moscow paymasters. We pledge our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other because if anybody is on a breadline, we are all on a breadline. If anybody can be harassed in their golden years to get the fuck out of a rent-controlled apartment because some piece of crap grifter wants to make uh, a couple of more uh, dollars and you're getting in the way. Your life, your beating heart is getting in the way. You didn't have the decency to die. You know, you should have just died on the job and then they would have been satisfied. You don't pester your betters. That's the kind of society the Republicans like and want and that's what they peddle. Where where these idiots vote for that. They voted again for that. And it's also, it's... Just the first time was bad enough. They voted the first time. They know. They knew that they're talking to a freak. That they're voting for a, a greedy grifter who who w- didn't pay taxes, who has a history of stiffing workers. I mean, on and on and on. But as long as it's not them, right? Because this is what is so tedious about Republicans, besides everything else, is that they only see the light when, when something affects them directly. So you got to be, uh, it's all about them. The center of the universe is a very crowded place, stuffed to the brim with these fascist, Republican, morons, all of them. Here, for example... For example, wait, where's my people? Ah, thank you, Covert White Rabbit, for your super chat. Okay, here, here's something that annoyed the F out of me, which, hey, it, it annoys me because it's so damn typical. Right? And I'm sure you might have heard of it. You might have heard about this story. Former Alabama state senator dies of COVID at 78 and warns in his last words, we messed up, you fucking prick. We messed up. You messed up? 
they knew. He knew what he was doing. He knew that Twitler was a liar. Alabama state senator dies of COVID and warns we messed up. How many people had to die? Did they, would, did he say they messed up when 100,000 were dead? Or maybe they were, how about uh, even when the first guy got it and they were warning, here it comes. Hold on to your hats. It's not going to be pretty. Did he say we messed up? Or did he say liberate Michigan? Liberate D.C. Did he say that's my president? From NBC News. We let our guards down. This is his quote of the guy. Senator Larry Dixon. We let our guards down. Please tell everybody to be careful. Oh, yeah, now that he's dead. Now that he's got it. And uh, and he didn't, he wasn't lucky enough to be like Twitler, which, frankly, I have to tell you, I know we, we talk about the currency of truth on this, con- on this country, on this show. It is like a country. It's an, it's an autonomous show. <laughs> I'm in an autonomous country show, right? That's it. I declared myself a citizen of the Tarabuster community. So, um, Twitler got great socialized medicine. That's for sure. Not, we won't get shit. We won't even get a bed in the hospital because they're, they've been sending people home. If you have any ability to breathe, you're sent home because they have no room in the hospital. And then you better hope you can, you don't need a ventilator. You're dead. That's why you're dead. Because you don't get to be in Walter Reed for free with 19 doctors saying, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. Fake fucking President who didn't receive the most votes, you know, the con man who plays a president on reality TV that he creates, just like he played a successful businessman. Anyway, we let our guards down. Please tell everybody to be careful. This is real. Unbelievable. And if you get help, if you get diagnosed, get help immediately, said former Senator Larry Dixon. This is by Wilson Wong. A former Alabama state senator died of COVID last week at the age of 78. The former senator, Larry Dixon, a Republican who was also a former executive director of the Alabama Board of Medical Examiners. How dare he, right? Died on Friday, the board said in a statement. Oh, he's on the board of medical examiners and he's still a Republican and voted for this fucking freak and also went along with all the lies. When Twitler was lying and saying liberate Michigan and and screaming that it's a hoax, it's going to disappear like like magic. Like nobody's ever seen kind of magic, right? We're rounding the corner, right? We're rounding the corner. 
We're rounding the corner on the virus. We're rounding the turn. We're rounding the corner of the pandemic. It will go away. And as I say, we're rounding the turn. We're rounding the corner. It's going away. We're rounding the corner. We're rounding the corner. We're rounding the turn. We're rounding the corner of the pandemic. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. But just the other day, they came out with a statement that 85% of the people that wear masks catch it. Well, so, you know, they this didn't is say a that. I know that study. Well, that's, 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 that's what I heard. And then I see the that's disinfectant. That's what I heard. Where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that? Uh, by in- Oh, my God. I'm sorry to revisit this, but... Is there a way? I I heard that uh, infect the disinfectant knocks it out in a minute. Is there a way that we can uh, do that? Almost like a cleaning. Uh, oh wow! How come nobody thought of that? Thank you, Twitler. We've all the best scientists on Earth and doctors on Earth studying this thing. Oh. Nobody thought of that. Like nobody's ever seen. Thank God you got it. Got to squat in the White House despite receiving fewer votes and lie to the American people every single day about whatever the fuck was coming out of your mouth. We we would never have thought of that. You know, putting a in disinfectant almost like a cleaning. Wow, now I know why you were such a successful businessman, why you were the single biggest loser American taxpayer. Now I know why you were so smart. You hooked up with that Trump Network vitamins. Yeah, smart, you know? Trump Stakes and Trump University. Now I know why. You're such a genius. Who knew that all we had to do was inject ourselves with bleach? Almost like a cleaning. Wow. Amazing. Action inside or, or almost a cleaning. It affects virtually nobody. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. It's going to disappear. It affects virtually nobody it affects virtually nobody it's a it's an amazing thing yeah when you all those 250,000 and counting dead nobodies a bunch of fucking nobodies like this guy senator larry dixon nobody if he was a somebody he'd be in walter reed hospital with 19 doctors kissing his orange ass, saying, oh, please, orange man, you orange grifter, we want to play hail to the chief when you walk in the room. Don't die. Oh, please, when, who will, um, who will wave at us from a, a hermetically sealed limousine spreading COVID to, uh, on the secret security? Who will do that? Who will we, who will we be able to um, point to when we violate stay-at-home orders and spread 
COVID into the community? Who will we be able to to call on when we harass members of the community, when we scream in their faces without wearing masks? Please don't, don't, don't die. Who will tweet misspelled lies at us in the midst of a crisis? What are we going to do? Who will we be wasting all millions of dollars on, funneling uh, and shuttling to and fro various tacky properties? Who, 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 who will be, we, who will we look to, to lead us through, to pretend lead us through one of the, the worst crises this country's ever faced? Who? We're, we're lost out here. We won't be able to, I don't know. I mean, who will call Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig? If not you, Mr. President. Oh, my God. Who will lie to the fucking easily led, to the dummies, to the mush, to the ones who have mush for gray matter? They don't have, you know, mush. You ever see mush? Ever watch The Little Rascals when you were a kid? I did. And they would eat mush. <laughs> what was mush, anyway? Oatmeal? All right. Let's see. The form, a former Alabama state senator died of, died of COVID. Okay. The former senator, Larry Dixon, a Republican, died Friday. Dr. David Thrasher, a pulmonologist in Montgomery, who was close, who was a close friend of Dixon's, said Dixon's wife, Gaynell Dixon, told him that her husband's last words to her were a prescient warning to the people of Alabama. You know what, Alabama? I'm sorry. Why are you so stupid? Really? You don't have any more excuses to be stupid. I understood back in the day when you were isolated. Now you have an internet, a series of tubes. You can reach out to the whole world and learn things. There's no excuse anymore. You can learn a lot of things for free, too. You don't even have to pay. I'm telling you. I do it myself. Go on iTunes. There's iTunes University. That's very interesting. I told you that. You could go, if you search on iTunes University, there's all universities from all over the world. Cambridge, Harvard, Yale, all the best universities, Columbia. You could listen to all lectures from the greatest, most, most bestest professors. I can't even talk. I'm talking so, I'm so blown away. That's what you can do. You don't have to sit there watching Honey Boo Boo and jerking off to QAnon. I don't know what you do. It's sick. You can educate yourself. You don't have to be a stupid. You really don't. There's no excuse not to 
not to get a grip. Oh, you can also go online. Talk about God. Oh, my God. You can go online and get help. You can get help for your manias online. You can have like a virtual shrink. You, you could go to your shrink and say, help. I'm, I'm a fucking dumbass. I'm a racist. What am I going to do? I can't live my life like this. It's like a goddamn albatross around my neck and the neck of my country. Help me. Help me stop being stupid. I'm going to, I'm trying to help you, but you, you have to take the first step. You know, like Republicans are fond of saying, oh, teach a man or woman. Well, they don't say man or woman. They, they say, you know, man, because they're not, they wouldn't bother with all that PC. Yeah. Thinking and uh, including the whole world in their worldview. You just got to know your place. And find yourself in there. You know, if we say men, just understand. We mean men and women. Because women aren't, you know, you just don't matter. You're not that important. We wouldn't waste another breath on another syllable saying men and women. Look at all that time that comes out. Oh. But you can... Do, you can learn things. You can see things. You can even take tours. You can go on Google Earth and do, go to different places. I told you this. You can go on Google Earth and take and walk through the ruins of Pompeii. It's amazing. It's really made the world a small place, these series of tubes. It's amazing. So you don't have an excuse. So when your, your dumbass state senator, the idiot Larry Dixon that you voted for, I'm sure, numerous times, because he's a dumbass like you, and he, he, he pretends to love Jesus just like you do, but the only thing you think about Jesus, you think that Jesus's whole dictation to you was don't be gay and don't masturbate. You know, all the, the whole mysteries of the universe. He knew it all. Past, future, parallel universes. He knew every hair on your head. But... All the series of the mysteries of Earth, the cosmos, and he boiled it down to don't masturbate. That's it. That's the kind of tiny little God you have. Isn't that sad? But you, you could learn. You don't have to be a dummy. You don't have to be a, a, a good old boy. You can meet all kinds of people in all different places. People who don't have your exact life experiences. And it doesn't have to be scary. It's not scary. It's actually interesting. It's all about perspective. 
That's why here in New York, not that there aren't morons here too. There are. There are morons everywhere. It's a human failing. Ugh. There were morons in the in the primordial ooze too. I'm sure. But we, um, you know, we have a very culturally diverse city, and and it's a, it's not scary. It's actually what makes New York one of the top tourist attractions. People like to come here. It expands your horizons. You get to meet different people from all over. I love it. Oh, well, when we were out, when there wasn't a pandemic, I remember walking down 14th Street and saying to my friend, listen to all the different languages you hear. This must be what it was like to walk down this, uh, you know, the streets of Pompeii back in the day. And it's really the truth because there were many diverse people living in uh, Rome at the time. Well, not um, I don't know about, you know what I'm saying. Same thing. It's just people. People are people. But it's interesting. You get you could go eat different food. You could go to different festivals. You you expand your life. You meet different people. You could talk about. I remember going out to eat with a friend of mine, and next to us, sitting in a restaurant, were people from Norway, and we started talking to them. And they were, actually, this was right after Twitler got elected despite receiving fewer votes. We were talking about that. They were just as disgusted. But anyway, we've, anyway, what am I saying? Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> They're not going to do it. They're not going to. They don't, what are they going to do? The ones who want to do it have done it already. The rest of them are too scared because they maybe will f they'll find out. Your friends will find out that you're in the closet. I, I'm, but I'm here to tell you guys, if that's you, if you're a closet case and you're afraid and you don't want to lose your friends and family, then you, that's on them. If they're if people disown you or don't like you for being your authentic self, then. Shame on them. There's nothing, there must be nothing more painful than living your entire life and being on your deathbed and saying, wow, I was in the closet my whole life. I can't even imagine. Thankfully, I don't have to. This time around. Nah. Never, never. All right. Dr. David Thrasher, a pulmonologist in Montgomery who was a close friend of Dixon, said Dixon's wife, Gail, Dixon told her him that her husband's last word to her were a prescient warning to the people of Alabama. We messed up. We let our guard down. Yeah, you let your guard down. How'd you do that? You let your guard down. You fucking believed a con man. You let your guard down then. You let your guard down when you voted for Reagan. When you screwed over the New Deal. You let your guard down. All of your actions led you 
to the position that you're in. You're 78 years old? You're lucky. How many people did you kill with your policies? With your I got mine sucks to be you policies? We let our guard down. Yeah, you let your guard down and you allowed an outright con man to be your standard bearer. But they're all cons. They're all con men. Well, according to Thrasher, Dixon said, please tell everybody to be careful. This is real. Now, where would they be getting the idea that it's not real? I wonder. Do you hear these people? They make me sick. Because this is the way they are. They never see the light until it affects them directly. How many people died before this guy was like, this is real? He knew it was real. He had a shitty, dumbass... He's in a cult, a a greed-centered death cult. And if you get diagnosed, get help immediately. Thrasher said Dixon was exposed to the virus at a social gathering. Well, what were you doing at a social gathering? You were following the lead of the con man? Like, well, how many super spreader events has he had? Look at Bill Barr. He's having Christmas parties, no masks, none of them. You see these filthy bastards. I Yesterday or whatever, the day before, Kaylee McEnany, that bitch, walked into the White House press room. No mask. None of them. They're all walking, one like ducks in a row. None of them have masks. And the whole White House is a super spreader. And Joe Biden... And the whole Biden administration and Kamala Harris, they have to go into the White House and fumigate the entire thing. Because you know there's coronavirus all over the place. They can't just walk in and get to work. They got to call in a whole fumigating team. Not to mention the forensic accountants and all of the other... Uh, computer experts who will be able to, to to uncover all the shit these idiots trying to shred and throw out and dump to cover their tracks. They're crimes. They're criminals. Oh my god. Wait a minute. I hope that my computer just went to sleep on me because I have a hot key in the corner that puts the screen the screensaver up I don't know what happened I hope it didn't affect anything (sighs) mama mia let me see I haven't checked in Mm -mm -mm. Bill Barr stay and get fired you some bitch coward yes paradu alright we messed up Thrasher said Dixon was exposed to the virus at a social gathering. Thrasher said he was unaware how many people attended, I guess, the social gathering, but he said he knew two other men who attended had tested positive. Well, I'm sure they were real men, real American patriots who know that they're con man. 
is a is a great American making America great when he's not killing us and uh, bankrupting us and putting us on bread lines. God, how do you how do you think that you're a patriot? I, I just have to reiterate this uh, or process this. How do you think you're a patriot who loves America if you know there's a deadly virus coming and you lie to to the people? How? How? And then, well, and you keep lying to them. How do you how do you think that you're a patriot who loves America if you if you put if you do nothing if you don't give a shit that millions are on bread lines i just can't get over it the bread lines it's sick thrasher said he treated dixon for early covid symptoms a few days after the gathering as his condition worsened dixon was placed on a ventilator Gaynell Dixon, his wife, also tested positive last week and is still recovering. Rasher said Dixon's two daughters contracted the virus this year but recovered and have not been reinfected. Dixon, a Republican, also known as a Republican, represented Senate District 25, which covers Montgomery, Elmore, and Crenshaw counties from 1983, oh, Reagan years, until he retired in 2010. Before his Senate service, Dixon was a member of the State House from 78 to 82. Oh, that was the prime years of destroying the New Deal. And a member of the Montgomery City Council. In a statement published on Monday in the Alabama Daily News, Perry Hooper, former state representative and member of the Senate Republican, I mean, the State Republican Executive Committee, wrote that he was still in shock. Well, how do you think the 250,000 plus Americans are feeling right now? It was when you were going around saying, eh, no biggie. Now it's real. Now you're in shock. You're not in shock that we're experiencing a 9-11 every single day. I can't stand these people. That's why thank you for supporting the liberal media. And I'm saying it for real. I mean, not that I would never say it for real. I always say it for real. But I'm saying it again and because that's what it's about. We need to get the word out and cut through the bullshit of the the lies that are all around us. They're like a millstone around our neck. He's still in shock. Although uh, Larry, although not a Montgomery native, loved his adopted hometown as much as anyone. He devoted his life to service to the great this great city. Yeah, bullshit. He was also a great legislator, a man of moral character, and a devoted and loving husband and father. Well, I wonder if if we could do some more research on him and find out 
what that means what it what it means to be a great legislator or a great more what what are these great moral character he's talking about does that mean i'm sure it means what we think it means being a a kiss up kick down douchebag the Alabama Board of Medical Examiners, which issues licenses for medical practitioners, said Friday it was forever grateful for Dixon's 35 years as executive director. He set an incredible example of service for us all, except when he, you know, except being a Republican. I'm sorry. Our thoughts and prayers, oh God, I, I, if I hear that thoughts and prayers phrase, again ever again it'll be too soon alabama has set state records for hospitalization rates and numbers of new covid-19 well what do you expect all republican states and areas are red zones are hot zones that's the only honestly that's probably the most patriotic thing they could do right now give themselves covid i hate to say it whatever stay home don't bother the frontline workers remove yourself from the gene pool remove yourself from our body politic that's your patriot that's the most patriotic thing you could do oh my god thoughts and prayers but no of course just like state senator whatever the hell uh what's the guy's name larry dixon i'm sure he ended up on a ventilator he didn't stay home after telling everybody no big deal i'm sure he wasn't wearing a mask what do you bet you that's why alabama is is infested with the coronavirus, they don't even, they don't care about each other, the community, the country. They're so easily led by a con man. It's not even funny. It's really simply sad. Alabama adds, here's um, from December 4th. God knows it's probably up even more today. Alabama adds 3,840 COVID-19 cases, a sixth day of hospitalization records. Unreal. Well, that's what it's going to take for these freaks. I guess, you know, if the party of personal responsibility maybe can get a wake-up call and take some responsibility for what they have brought on themselves... You think they'll be able to piece it together? I doubt it. I'm that cynical. No, I don't. They'll, they're not going to blame themselves. They're not going to put it together. Look, hey, we voted for a con man. We're a bunch of racist morons. We keep falling into the same old tricks of divide and conquer. Should, should this near-death experience be a wake-up call? I hope so. Being a right-wing dupe is a sad and, and really unpatriotic way to go through life. What a waste. 
Can you imagine what it's like working in the hospitals on the front lines in Alabama, having to deal with these fuckers? And then you get off duty, let's say, and then you got to stop on the way home and get gas or something for your car, and you go into the gas station, and all of the idiots are walking around maskless. You know, because they're tough and they're making America great and they got MAGA hats on. Oh, yeah. yeah and I'm, I'm sure, what, what kind of pit in your stomach, your knot in your stomach must rise and you, the anger must be all-encompassing. And then you have to deal with these people, the same-ass people every single day that show up at your hospital saying, I, I thought it was a hoax. You, it must be infuriating because that person and the person who's wearing a mask, right? She probably, or he, gets harassed, gets a dirty look, liberal. Freedom! Fucking, oh my God. God, what did we do? You know what we did to deserve this? We never dealt with our racist-ass history. It really is that simple. It comes down to that. Having the courage to look ourselves in the eye and and take, take an inventory of the good and bad and then move forward together understanding that there is a wide berth of American experiences. Some aren't that nice. Some are, some American experiences need, uh, we need to apologize for and heal so we can start that healing and move forward together as a community. And you know how we do that? It's not just that we put a black person in a position of power in Joe Biden's cabinet, we enact policies that say, yes, we are in this together. We're all Americans. Not just black Americans and white Americans or whatever Americans. We're in this together. Not just, oh, if you make um, $25,000 or fifty, whatever the fuck it is, uh, under a certain amount... You get a little subsidy for your for-profit health racket, and then the rest of you are on your own. So instead of getting resentful at the rich, <laughs> you see how that works? You'll get resentful at the, those who get the subsidies. But that's a divide-and-conquer, racist-ass kind of policy, so we we must... It's a healing, it's a patriotic imperative to, ha to enact universal health care. And anybody who disagrees is a racist. Bottom line. Oh, sure, every call me racist, everything is racist. Well, if it is, the only reason we don't have universal health care in this country is because of racism. That's the truth. And so, same thing with um, education. 
the the reason we have bad schools and good schools is because of racism policy racist ass policy so it's about time you know you don't just put platitudes and tokens that's not that doesn't fix it we put your money where your mouth is we're in this together and also, so it doesn't matter if somebody's racist or not. Let them. They get. You're never gonna heal everybody's heart, but the 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 action of being in this together that is a healing kind of that. That's a healing policy. That's the way we will heal our division in this country. If we all, they always talk about skin in the game. Oh, you got to have skin in the game. That's why you have to pay for Medicare. You got to have skin in the game or that's why we all have skin in the game. Everybody has fucking skin in the game except the 1%. They never have you never have to worry about them having skin in the game. You know whose skin is in the game? Our skin is in the game. Of course, not them. So you got to have skin in the game. If you want a country that's not divided, then we have to have skin in the game by putting, making sure that we're all in this together. That's the skin in the game. You don't have to look inside somebody's heart, but a policy that says we're in this together. We don't leave anybody behind. That's skin in the game. That's all of us having skin in the game of a healing, of a healed nation. It's not, it's not that hard. It's just that some people are greedy and others are benefiting from the brokenness. Which is why we need to expand our, the liberal media, this show, others like it, get everybody, everybody should be saying this. This should be a, a get, it has to get to the point where a politician, if a politician proposes a policy, for example, if they say, well, the union negotiated their, their great health benefits, so we don't want them to lose, they should be embarrassed. They won't have the, they won't dare propose something like that to say that I got mine so others can go, can go die. That's, uh uh-uh. That's unacceptable. It's not patriotic. It's racist. It's selfish. And it's divisive. And it's what is the exactly what is killing us. Literally and figuratively. So, that's why we need your support. Thank you. All right. In Montgomery, there are 134 patients being treated in the area's four primary hospitals. That includes 101, whatever. They're just giving the rundown of how many here. Wait. Not that one. Not that one. 
Look at this. This is in Alabama. 2,000, well, this is the whole country, 272,229 total death in Alabama. Wait a minute. COVID-19 in Alabama. Oh, that's the cases. Excuse me. I thought they were talking about the death in the country. Cases. Tested. No data. Total hospitalizations. 27,000. Could you imagine? There aren't 27,000 ICU beds. Wow. It's like a, it's like a pandemic out there. Yeah, well, let's see. How how did Alabama vote for Trump? Alabama Trump support. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, well, he that's Georgia. Alabama was the eighth strongest Trump-supporting state. South Alabama Donald Trump supporters claim dirty tricks about the election. Unreal. Alabama Representative Mo Mo Brooks says he will challenge the Electoral College votes. Well, I can't wait for the circus to continue. The antics. So how much longer, guys? How much longer are we going to take it? How much longer are we going to coddle these idiots instead of shaming them? Naming and shaming. The public shaming. There's a reason we have the feeling of shame. Human beings, because we're an interdependent species, we're a community species, that shame, Mother Nature instilled us with shame so we don't step on each other's toes, so we behave with uh, respect towards each other. And if we do something that causes us to feel shame, that's the, that is the sign that we should um, adjust our behavior for the sake, for the community. The community has an obligation to shame those who, who will harm it. That's why I appreciated when... For example, when, um, what's her face? Sarah Huckster B. Sanders and, and, uh, Steve Scalise, not Steve Scalise, uh, the other one, Steve, Sean Spicer, when they were in a, well, Sean Spicer was in an Apple store and somebody called them a fascist and that was on video. And then, of course, Sarah Huckster B. Sanders was so upset that you couldn't eat a nice dinner without the gay chef saying, get the fuck out. Oh, yes, because when uh, when you're a Nazi ripping babies from the arms of their mothers and you just work up a, 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 an appetite, they don't want us to put the... Um, you know, to they don't want us to force them to take responsibility for their actions because that's called b- taking responsibility. If you, if, if what, what, if, 
if you don't, if you want to go out and have a nice dinner in the community, then don't be a fascist. Okay, don't be an a gross, ugly fat. No, I mean, uh, not not literally. I'm saying on the inside, fascist who commits crimes against humanity and lies for a con man. That's right. Then then you'll be able to go out and have a nice dinner without people saying get out, without the gay chef saying, um. Well, I'm not making a dinner for this homophobic bitch who is in, uh, insults me with her mere presence here. I'm not some kind of, I'm not a serf. Well, that's the whole thing with what Republicans do with athletes who speak up or musicians or whatever that's express their opinion. Shut up and dance. Yes, yes, massa. Oh, my God. All right. Let's go get unconscious. We do everything together. So I will be getting unconscious. So I like getting unconscious. It's nice. There were no Republicans. Sometimes I'm flying. Sometimes I'm naked and I'm falling and my teeth are flying out of my skull. But that's another story. All right. Hopefully we'll see what happens tomorrow. There's many, many, many other stories I'd like to talk about. But I can't do it without your support. So become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We will soon be on Rockfin. That'd be great. And then there will be a Rockfin only, um, you know, what do you call it? A Rockfin only show on, fr- on, I'm thinking Fridays. Oh man. I'm looking at the Patreon. I see when people delete their Patreons. So, but we did get a new patron. And next show, I will announce it at the beginning of the show. I want to thank Resin Rebel for her patronage. Man, I got a lot of deletes on here, too. What is going on? Is it just the holiday season? People don't... People don't... They can't afford it? It's not... I mean, $2 a month or something? Is that too much? Is that too much to ask? Or $5 a month? You hear me? Hear those bones cracking? Oh my God. Help me. All right. I'll try not to take it personally. (laughs) All right. Yeah, 10 cents a day. It's nothing. But I guess everybody's pulling people in different directions. But, I don't know. How does Tom Hartman do it? Jesus Christ, help me. I can't. I can't. Support the liberal media. That's If you want to have a functioning 
Democratic Republic. If we have a chance in hell, I'm saying. You think I'm just saying that? It's true. Don't you agree? Otherwise, what's whatever? I'd spend my time doing something else. It's true, though. It's not just about this. We, there's no hope without owning the message. That's it. All right, guys, guys, guys. You're my friends. Thank you very much. We'll see what happens tomorrow. And remember what I say. We will win. And we will. Because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy. Become a patron at patreon.com. And remember, my name is Tara Devlin. Okay, tell your friends, share the show, tell them we we stick together, we win. And I will see you very soon.